Hi, my name is Adam Salzer. My favorite thing is wrestling, podcasting, and wrestling podcasting. Welcome to the Finding Favorites podcast, where we explore your favorite things without using an algorithm. Here's your host, Leah Jones. Hello and welcome to Finding Favorites. I'm your host, Leah Jones, and this is the podcast where we learn about people's favorite things and we get recommendations from people without using an algorithm. Today, I'm joined with my, by my third guest from that I know from the How Did This Get Made fandom, and that is Adam Salzer. Adam is a professional wrestling ring announcer. You can find him on Twitch where he's a Salzer effect. He's a, he, so he live streams on Twitch. He is the host of the Nitromania podcast, host of the AEW Rundown, and founder of the Rundown Wrestling Network. How are you doing tonight, Adam? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, like it was 80 degrees in Chicago today. <laughs> it was. Uh, we got, I think, into the 60s here in, in New Hampshire today. Oh, wow. Yeah, but still short sweater, so I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you've had your last snow? Oh, God. I, I, I hope so. I always hope so. I hate snow. Yeah. I've lived here my entire life, and I still hate snow. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. It's, I always say uh, the only good thing snow ever did for me was cancel school, mm-hmm. and I'm not in school anymore, so it does nothing. Yeah, you don't get as many, and during COVID, you don't even get a snow day. Like, there's no excuses anymore. <laughs> I've gotten so. one. My my regular job, as it were, now yeah. is I'm a delivery driver. So okay. So that's that's happened once since I started doing that. So okay, where they were just like, there's no chance. Everybody yeah. stay home. People will get their things tomorrow. They will survive. Exactly. Awesome. So how has, uh, you mentioned before we uh, hit record that you've been podcasting for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I started back in 2011. That was the Rundown Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I was going to school for uh, broadcasting. I have, I have an, I have an associate's degree (laughs) in, uh, in, in broadcasting. Uh, and, you know, my, was like me and my a classmate of mine were like, we should, uh, we should, we should do a thing. We should just talk about wrestling and yeah. put it out there. And so we started doing that. He, he's been off the show for years now, but, um, yeah, that was February of 2011 and the show has been going since then. And now it's like, it's not, like you said, it's now the rundown wrestling network. So there's like eight shows on the, on the, the channel wow. as it were. It's, it's, it's. It's far beyond anything I could have imagined for yeah. for sure. And how many of those do you host? I uh, host four shows. Okay. Uh, there's the two that you mentioned, the, the Nitro Media podcast, the AEW Rundown. I host a show called Spot of NXT, which covers NXT UK, and a show called Title Subject to Change, which is such a, just a kind of a random watch-along show that, that my friend Sal and I do. And is that a is that like a Twitch watch-along show, or is it a... It's just the audio because okay. if we, I think, I feel like if I tried to Twitch broadcast the WWE network, I'd probably get in trouble. So. Yeah, they might. I, <laughs> I find that some people uh, do their copyright policing a bit more strict than others. Mm. Yeah. I, I did a, I had a, an episode about Bruce Springsteen and I tried to be clever and use short clips of Bruce in, as like my act breaks. <laughs> and, uh, Guess who's didn't go so well. Didn't go so well. <laughs> Someone asked me, they're like, "Why isn't your episode about Bruce Springsteen on Apple anymore?" And I was like, "Oh, <sighs> okay, I will recut that episode." <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I, I we live broadcast the recording of the AEW rundown on Twitch because that's yeah. just me and Sal talking to each other. So that's, nice. That's my Thursday night stream every week. But yeah, the other ones are just just for download. Awesome. And then, I mean, right, so we know each other through the How Did This Get Made and and Paul Shear's Discord. So where in this 10 years of, of being a podcaster did you happen upon that world? Oh, Lord. Uh, I've uh, I've been a fan of, of, of Paul for a while. And, and I've been a fan of Earwolf. You know, I followed, you know, comedy, Death Ray, comedy, Bang Bang. So that right. goes, you know, way back. And then basically just... Uh, as as that network grew, subscribing to more and more podcasts on there, and then like you know, then recently he started the whole Discord thing. So I was like, oh, we'll jump on there as well. I I am in far too many Discord servers. 
Uh, uh, how right many? Now, how many do you think you're in? It's at least fifty, <laughs> because uh, so there one are so five many, or five zero. No, five zero. Uh, because shit. there are so it's it's ridiculous <laughs> with this, and it started out so well, and then just yeah. <laughs> Because so many Twitch streamers that I follow now have their own servers. Right. And so I'm like, I like, I like him. I'll, I'll go in that Discord and I'll subscribe to that. And then all of a sudden I'm just scrolling through the list. I'm like, Oh, this is too many, but I feel, I feel guilty if I unsubscribe. Fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just in the two, the Paul's, how did this get made? And then a how did this get made watch along server just for watching bad movies and then Doughboys. So I'm at four, and even just four feels like a lot. Yeah, um, I'm in far too many. Yeah, the run and, and, and I feel bad too because I started the rundown has its own, mm-hmm. and I, I started that, but we we like never posted it. It's not active at all. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to. I it can be hard to keep those fan spaces up and running. Yeah, I started. Uh, I used to really listen to a lot to armchair expert with Dak Shepard. And I started, I started like the biggest, what is now like a 7,000 person Facebook fan group. Cause I was just trying to get one of my, my friends in Chicago, listen to the podcast. I was like, I promise I'll make this little group and I promise I'll find like 20 (laughs) people who will talk to you about the podcast and then you'll listen to it. And then it has, it's just like exploded and, I had to tag in new people because I'm like, I like this is not a podcast I can keep up with anymore. And to the point where I can't tell when people are posting memes, I can't tell what's on topic anymore. So I had to like tag in Robin, uh, a couple other people to admin because I couldn't I just like couldn't keep up anymore. Yeah, we can play play a round of tell me you're old without telling me you're old. I started the tough crowd with Colin Crin uh, live journal community. Wow. So. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of. I've got a good. Uh, I was at. I. I. The, okay. So like, yes. I'll tell you, I'm old without telling you, I'm old in internet years. I was watching. Was it? Man, she, she just came up. Was it Live Girl Sixteen? Six. It was a web oh, the, series. The YouTube, yeah, the the thing that the, ended up being like a the first fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like um, man, fake YouTube. Lonely Girl sixteen. That yeah, Lonely Girl. That's what it was. Yes, that I was watching Lonely Girl sixteen when we thought she was real. <laughs> but at the time, I worked in the earliest. I worked on a web two marketing team. And so then it was giving uh, ethics. You could have just led with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I was on a Web 2.0 marketing team helping introduce the Infinity G37 to the uh, Infinity G37 forums with Infinity Mike. Yes. Old. I've been on the internet a, a long time. <laughs> I doffed my cap. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. What else keeps you busy? I do see one or two like very intense Lego creations behind you. Uh, yeah. These have been a couple of my Twitch projects here. This is actually only half of the set. The other half is the Jurassic Park gate. That'll be oh, probably okay. next. That'll probably be next week as we're recording. Uh, so is Nintendo that a, a, a Velociraptor or a T Rex? That's a T Rex. That's a big, big old, big honking T Rex. Um, I'm also a dad. That keeps me plenty busy. Yeah. Uh, my son is six and is uh, insane, but you know it's good. But uh, yeah, that's between work and, and that and, all, and podcasting. That's that's what it I keeps do. Keeps you busy. And now, and now, wrestling's coming back, so that's taking up my weekends. So, right, I've seen. I follow just enough people that are into wrestling on Twitter that I can tell when it's coming back. So it seems like, I guess, let's just get into it. It seems like did that there was a WWE, I think, just mm-hmm. had like 
was it WrestleMania came back, but it was in an arena with like no crowds or something, or it was like outside wrestling or. Yeah. So last year, WrestleMania, which is every year in uh, late March, early April. Okay. Uh, which, you know, perfect timing. Uh, last year had to be moved to a, to a place with no fans. Okay. So this year they were able to do WrestleMania in Florida with limited attendance. It was the first show. It was the first WB show in front of fans in basically over a year. And Oof. so it was a big, huge thing. Yeah. Um, I obviously don't work on that level, but I work for, you know, local companies who all basically went on hiatus during the, right. during the shutdown. Some were able to do, you know, weekly live streams on, on Facebook or what have you to, to kind of keep, at least keep action going. But the companies that I worked for just stopped last year. I did a show. I did a couple of shows in January. I did a couple of shows in February. Then I had one show in October and I didn't have any shows until last weekend. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Um, so that's kind of starting the balls rolling on that again. So I'm very happy about that because that is, like I said, that is my, my side gig that I would happily do as a regular gig if I could. Yeah. If, if, if somebody would let me. So let's time travel a little bit. How did you find wrestling as a kid or as an adult? Like, what was your introduction to professional wrestling? I honestly don't 100% remember. Uh, I remember I was, it was obviously it was on TV. I remember watching uh, when I was probably like six or seven, finding it on like the sports channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, which I believe not, it wasn't the UWF. It was the, 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 the global wrestling federation. And it was looking back on it, having seen like clips on, on, online of, of what it was back then. Yeah. It is garbage, but to, to six year old me, it was oh, so cool. Yeah. And then, you know, finding WWF superstars on, on Sunday afternoon and whatnot. And uh, the first pay-per-view I was ever allowed to, my dad ever allowed me to purchase was SummerSlam 1990 with, you know, Hulk Hogan versus Earthquake. And, uh, and then I fell out of it for a bit for, for a couple of years in the early nineties and then kind of 95 just was scrolling through the channels on cable one night and came across Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And I have been basically watching since, since then. It, it sucked me right back in and nice. haven't stopped. That's fantastic. Did you ever see the play, the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity? I have heard of it. Okay. And I be- and a friend of mine, I, I believe, was actually trying to set up a production of it. Yeah. And was, and was going to, and, you know, because there's a ring announcer in it because they have the match at the end of the thing. It was going right. to use me for that, but it never, it never came to fruition, unfortunately. Well, hopefully it comes to fruition. <laughs> Uh, cause it is, it is, uh, I saw it when it premiered in Chicago and it taught me like everything I know about wrestling. Cause it, it gets into the, the heel and the villain and the, and like how geopolitics play into character development. <laughs> like whoever America's villain is at the moment becomes like the, can become a character, and yeah. then the writer of that went on to be one of the writers on Glow. Oh, so, sure, yeah. So there's some of the same character development and insight in Glow that mm-hmm. he wrote for the first time in Chad Deity. Yeah. Um, we actually had a, a Glow recap show on the network while that was a thing. Uh, that was that was true. I was one of Troy's babies. He called it Glow Stick, which is a great title. <laughs> Troy Troy always has the the gift for coming up with kind of kind of punny titles for things. Yeah. I so I feel like I know just enough to like offend you with how little <laughs> I know. That's what I'm worried about. <clears throat> Cuz it see what I have gleamed from the internet is that so there's WWE mm-hmm. which I feel like is 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 that the one that does raw like yeah. in WrestleMania. Yep. So that is the juggernaut. Okay, that's before. the one I was like most aware of growing up in Indiana. Yeah. Um, but it seems like then there are, there are smaller leagues that, um, are maybe more interesting. Like how, how, who do you follow when, when you're not in the ring, who are some, who have been some of your favorite storylines or, you know, like what are the basics to wrestling so I can even have a conversation with you? (laughs) 
Uh, my my favorite superstar of of all time is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Um, it's the classic, you know, regular guy versus the boss storyline in the in the Attitude Era in the nineties. So it was versus the you know the evil Vince McMahon, the evil Mister McMahon, the, right. the boss who wanted to keep him down and didn't value him as an employee and all that. And so I actually wrote a paper. Uh, I had a a, a public speaking class in mm-hmm. in in. Uh, in college about uh, I wrote a paper about why Steve Austin was the best WWE champion of all time uh, because uh, just because I, I believe one of the lines in it was in what where else can you can you beat the crap out of your boss and not get in trouble for it so uh, that is a fair that's a fair statement but it has it is going through some some troubles currently in that yeah. uh, they have been putting on some very uninteresting television as of late but uh I suppose we can maybe blame the pandemic for that. We can blame the pandemic for it. So is uninteresting wrestling, is it that the the moves they use aren't interesting? Is it that the the storyline they've written between the the characters poorly developed? What is boring wrestling? Bad story. The the entering action, if there's if there's two, you know, talented people in the ring the, the match itself will will be fine but if the the story behind it is just not interesting at all yeah there's, you, there's really no reason to watch because that's what it is it's it's yes there are the matches and you get entertainment from the matches but it's really the, the storyline behind the whole piece i've always heard it described as like a, a male soap opera mm-hmm. and it really does i i i subscribe to that theory because yeah. it really kind of is yeah because they they've got their characters, and now with because Stone Steve Austin has he pa- did he pass away? No, no. Okay, does he still participate in the profession? Not. I really. can't he, imagine he wrestles anymore. No, he's he's he hasn't wrestled since ninety eight, I believe. Okay, ninety somewhere in there. Um, but no, yeah, he he mainly his big thing now is that he has a, he has a podcast. Oh, of course, has a podcast. <laughs> Um, but no, he's been, he's been out of the game for a while, but he's just one of those, one of those, you know, icons of the business that everyone, yeah. everyone knows. Everyone has the, knows the Austin 316 t-shirt, you know? Yes. That's what I was thinking of. Cause I did not grow up religious, but it looked like a Christian shirt. So it was a very confusing shirt to me <laughs> and it was meant to be confusing and I was like, I don't think it's a book in the Bible, but I wasn't ever sure. But like everyone wore those shirts in my hometown. Oh, yeah. What did it mean? Uh, it came from the King of the Ring 1996. Uh, okay. Steve, Steve Austin won the King of the Ring. So he became the King of the Ring, as it were. Yep. Uh, and in the fight, in the, the fight, he defeated uh, Jake Roberts, Jake the Snake Roberts. And at that point, Jake Roberts' character was kind of a. Uh, uh, cause he'd come back from his, you know, his drug problems and whatnot. So he was, he was doing like a, like a, a Bible thing. He was running like kind of a, a, a rebirth, reborn Christian thing. And he had quoted the Bible in a, in a promo earlier in the night. And so Steve Austin won the match, goes up to the thing. He's talking to, to Doc Hendricks and after he wins and says, <laughs> you know, you can, you can say your prayers and thump your Bible and quote your John 316. And it's the, 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 Probably one of the most iconic lines of all time is he goes, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. <laughs> and, and it's one of those, you couldn't plan it if you tried. It just, right. it, it hit and it stuck and it was just perfect. Yeah. And he was someone who fully embodied his character, had the ability to qu- have those quips in the improv and, and everything and, and to be able to write himself something like that on the fly. Right. Right. Yeah. Nowadays they they try to they script the promos and it's not nearly as good. Mm. So do they stay in character through social media? Like, do the storylines today continue uh, off broadcast through social media and other channels, or do they kind of keep them? They do and they don't. Uh, you know, in this day and age where everyone has access to everything all the time, there there's right. kind of a a blurring of the lines when you mm-hmm. get, you know, to Twitter or whatnot. And there are, uh, you know, there are the official Twitter accounts, I believe, um, you know, I'm only speaking from, from speculation here, but I believe are 
controlled by both the wrestler and like a social media person at WWE. Yeah. If it's their, you know, like at Sasha Banks WWE account, that's going to be kind of run by both. Or if she had a personal Twitter, it would just be hers. Um, and so they, they are, they, they will, uh, you know, snipe at each other from time to time if it, if it comes to it. But, uh, typically it is, it's kind of a Twitter is kind of a, like I said, a, a blurred lines situation where it's yeah mostly the real person, but every so often you'll get like a hint of something that's what we call kayfabe, you know, in, in story. Kayfabe. I can't even, I can't parse that. You said it means in story, but why does the K, why does kayfabe mean in story? I, I don't know where the term came from. It's okay. Uh, wrestling dates back to, you know, the old carnival days way back, way, way back. Uh-huh. It's just, a, it's just a, a term kayfabe. It's a, uh, Basically living, living the gimmick is another way to put it. Making sure that okay. everything you do, not, not giving up the business, not revealing any of the secrets, not, you know, breaking character at any point. So. Nice. That's neat. And at what point along the way did you notice, did you notice the announcer and that caught your eye? Uh, I mean, the televised, the televised product is always, is always, is, you know, the whole package. And so there's always the guy who's bringing you know, cause that's the, that's kind of the guy you know, who lets you know who everybody is, you know, making his way to the ring from Victoria, Texas, weighing in at 225 pounds, stone cold Steve Austin. And I knew from a young age that I was never going to be a wrestler. Okay. Cause I am not athletic in the least okay. and I'm blind as a bat. And I just knew that that was not the path that I was going to go. Fair. And I thought maybe I could be a referee, but then I got really tall and that wasn't going to work either. <laughs> so I thought I, I can talk. And so, you know, so there was a guy, the, the, probably the, the most legendary announcer in WWE at least is uh, this fellow named Howard Finkel, who has, okay. who has unfortunately passed away, passed away a few years ago and was just the voice of WWE for the longest time. Was that, you know, every WrestleMania from like WrestleMania one to WrestleMania 30, I think. Wow. Like, everyone was the ring announcer for Monday Night Raw for the longest time and just the guy. That you, you know, everybody can do, a, do an impression of him and because of the, he's very distinct. And so, and just the, the guy, you know, that, that announcement, especially like when you, when you win a title and he's announcing you as the winner, you mm-hmm. know, your winner and new world wrestling federation champion. It's just, it's, it's that perfect moment where you're just like, Oh, it's just, you feel that excitement and it's just, it's amazing. And so I try, I try to do that. But. Yeah. And it seems like, is there enough, I guess, is there enough wrestling in New England that you, do you exclusively do announcing for wrestling or do you, like, do the local boxing rings call you? Do the auction, do other people pull (laughs) you in or are you, you're like the wrestling announcer guy in in New England? uh, I'm. That I would say that title goes to a fellow named Rich Palladino, but I'm on the list at least. Okay. Um, I, I I do rest. I do. I work for at this point I think three, three companies, maybe four if it if if uh, things work out. But uh, and so it just it started with with one, and then you know my name got passed around, and I got mm-hmm. brought into a, a couple others, and that's just kind of how how things work. Um, just you know word of mouth. But, yeah. How do you how do you prepare for a night of announcing wrestling? Do you do research on the wrestlers so you can or so you can give facts and tell stories? Like, are you a part of the storyline or are you like you're there for the facts? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I don't do commentary, so I'm not. You know, talking during the matches. You know, telling okay. the folks at home what's going on. I I just do the introductions as they come. You know, to the ring, and you know, after the match is over, I tell the crowd who who you know who won. Um, but I have. Uh, it's upstairs. I have a, a a box. I still do it old school. I have a box full of three by five index cards that nice. I that I so I have one written out for every for each each wrestler that I that I know. And sometimes I have to go through and clean it out because the box gets full. But basically, at the at the beginning of the night or or beforehand, if I if I feel really feel like being really prepared, I'll have uh, what's called the card, which is the list of matches on that night's show. And so I'll just write out my cards. You know, person one. This is their weight. This is their hometown. If they have any nicknames, you know, person two, yeah. just go, go through the, through the show. That's so neat. And it's, and it's strictly wrestling for now. Yeah. Yeah. 
What are some of the most memorable local matches that you've done announcing for? Because I, I imagine, oh. are you, how close to the ring are you when you're the announcer? Uh, for well, for the when they're coming to the ring, I'm in the ring. So you know, you get. Oh, okay. The, so ring. you're very close. Um, <laughs> but there's, it's it's been so, so long. There's been so many matches that I've done. I've done everything you could think of. There was, uh, <laughs> as there was a uh, you know false count anywhere match where I was chasing people out of the parking lot just to make sure. You know, if, if the, if a fall happened out there, I had to, I had to, you know, let the people know. Um, and there, I don't, I don't usually get too involved mm-hmm. in things because I, I, I'm not trained as a, as a wrestler. I could probably take a bump if I had to, but I don't, sure. I don't have any, any practice in it. Yeah. Um, so the, the most I've gotten involved was you're going to stand in the corner in front of this wrestler's kid and the bad guy is going to yell at the kid and threaten to beat him up. And I need you to stay between the wrestler and the kid so the kid doesn't, doesn't get beaten up. I'm like, I can do that. That works. I can do that. But, <laughs> but I still think even if I knew, okay, your job tonight is to, to protect this kid. You know, the wrestler is not going to hurt you, you know, because they know you're not a wrestler and this is the act. Mm-hmm. Is is it still at all like a little weird and scary, or is it just like exciting to be like in the story? Uh, it it, it can be, you know, because things things can happen. You know, you you never know something could could happen, but uh, it's like you know. And then sometimes things happen that I'm not ready for. Uh, almost, I, there's. Uh, I mean, even something as simple as a guy in his entrance comes into the ring and runs the ropes. I wasn't expecting him to run the ropes and I almost got crashed into or, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's, you gotta, you definitely gotta stay on your toes. <laughs> yeah. Is running the ropes when they run at like and bounce themselves off the inside of the ropes? Is yeah. that what running the ropes is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be, um, that would hurt <laughs> to find yourself on the wrong side of that. Uh, cause it, it feels like a lot of, uh, energy, like when they actually are coming off those ropes. Yeah, it's what <laughs> running the ropes is one of those things in wrestling that doesn't make sense if you think about it. Sure, but it looks it looks fun. So it looks fun, <laughs> and I think it's the thing that the crowd watches and they're like, "I would like." You can, I guess, because you can imagine what it would feel like because you've bounced on, you've like run into things, you've played. Red Rover, like it just seems like <laughs> extreme Red Rover, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like a combination. If if bungee jumping and Red Rover were combined into a sport, that's what it would be. Yeah, we we have a joke on the on the rundown uh, where anytime anyone wants to tries to make sense of wrestling, try to like apply logic to a wrestling situation, uh, you just say Buffalo Wild Wings because one of my former co-hosts. <laughs> Uh, said it was like trying to find the, trying to find the wings on a buffalo, <laughs> and it just kind of stuck. As so, anytime you try to make sense of something, something that makes no sense, it's, it's buffalo wild wings. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's totally fair. I am like a very much an outsider trying to understand. <laughs> um, but I do. I I would say like I appreciate it. As a kid, it seemed like. You know, sometimes on a sleepover, somebody's dad would have it on Sunday and but it wasn't something we watched mm-hmm. growing up. So it was just. um, But really, like the combination of Chad Deity and Glow, like really helped me like ha- understand that it is. It doesn't matter that it's fake, which I'll put scare quote scare quotes around. It's like tremendous. It's athleticism, it's acting, it's storylines. And and I think I got to a place as an adult where I can really appreciate it as like a very fun fandom to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've lived through the era where it was totally not cool to be a wrestling fan. And then it was, and then it was acceptable, you know, during Mm -hmm. the attitude era, it was acceptable to be a wrestling fan. And now it's kind of not cool again, but I always say, I always say it's not fake, it's staged. Uh, okay. Because it's definitely it's very it's very real. You're getting, you know they are hitting each other with chairs from time to time, and you are yeah. getting slammed down. And you know the you you learn how to 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 land to the best of your ability to avoid getting injured, but you're still getting thrown around. So uh, yeah, which again that... again 
one of the reasons that I have never attempted to do it. But that's a, I think that's a really important clarification. Uh, and that was what I knew fake was the wrong word. That's why I put scare quotes <laughs> around it. <laughs> but that staged is, I think that's really helpful because it, it, yeah, those are real bruises. They're getting the real injuries there. It's not a sound effect when they hit the mat. Right. So, and who are your, who are your favorites today as we at, like, we're coming out of COVID and like the matches are going to start. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to them being able to have crowds again because I yeah. think it is, it is one of the things that I think makes the business suffer the most is when they're pumping in crowd noise to the shows and you can, and you know that it's fake. So, it, right. So, you know, that like uh, WB has a setup, what they call the Thunderdome, which is, it's been in a few different locations right now. It's in the Yingling Center in Tampa, I believe. And it's, the, it's, it's a, it's an amazing setup technologically. They've got the, mm-hmm. they've, they've got all these LED screens around the ring and people, uh, basically like we're doing zoom in from home. And so their face appears on these screens that are all around the ring. And, oh. Uh, and so it looks, it looks amazing. But you can't hear the the people who are watching. It's fake. It's fake crowd noise. So they're like, "Oh, push the push the yay button right now when the, when the good right. guy does something." Um, and I think that's why WrestleMania was, felt so special this year is because they had the people there, so they were actually getting live reactions, and it, mm-hmm. it, you know, it made it feel real again, as it were. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's something that's that's definitely been missed. But yeah, it's it's it would be really. I mean, so many of the things I like to do, you know, like whether it's live comedy or or like theater, I've wa- I've been to some like I went to the li- I've been to the live streams of how did this get made or or watch some theater like some Zoom theater productions of Chad Deity, uh, <laughs> and it's been good to see people pivot and adapt. But I am really looking forward to being back in rooms with. Yeah crowds and live audiences because it makes it so much more special for real i got my i got my my first shot today so yay (laughs) drink lots of water (laughs) that's what that's what the the lady said yeah how are you feeling so far i feel fine so far so yeah you're doing your windmills with your arm (laughs) i remember once i don't know why we went on a field trip to the Hoosier Dome in high school or junior high. Like we went to Indianapolis. We went to the Hoosier Dome. It's when the Colts still played there. And the Colts had a game coming up, I think in New Orleans. And they were pumping in crowd noises because the arena in New Orleans was like the loudest arena football arena in the country. And they were trying to get the Colts ready to be able to handle the the oh. the noise level, the decibel of the New Orleans football stadium at the oh, time. Wow. Yeah. So so that's what I think about when I think of like piped in crowd noises <laughs> is is being in the Hoosier Dome, being like, I don't why what what a weird field trip. Like, I cannot recall, I can't remember anything else about why we would have been in Indy, <laughs> but just how weird it was to be in an empty football stadium with the full noise of a crowd. Yeah. They've been, they've been doing that for, for baseball, too, when they were playing baseball games, piping in the crowd noise Yeah, uh, at the end of last season. And it's just, it just, it doesn't, you can tell that it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, so. it doesn't, it doesn't feel good to the players. You know, um, I imagine not being an elite athlete myself. <laughs> yeah. So live audiences, does it ever come up by you or have, do you ever travel to see shows? Um, matches. I'm sorry. Not, uh, I don't travel too far. I go, to, they come to Boston all the time. So, okay. You know, when I was in, when I was in college, uh, my friend Sean and I basically went to every WBF show at the fleet center that, that there was, uh, my first show actually was, was, in 2000 it was the first show that I ever went to. Yeah. Uh, my uncle took me to King of the Ring as a, as a high school graduation present. Uh, and so, so that was the start of it. Um, but 
we've we've considered traveling for WrestleMania because they you know they've done WrestleMania in in uh, you know MetLife Stadium, which mm-hmm. is not too far, but it's WrestleMania, so the tickets are stupid expensive. So yeah, that's one of the things you have to. If I start saving now, maybe by the time WrestleMania 39 comes around in 2023, I might be able to afford a ticket for it. <laughs> and I guess that's one that's like such a big audience. That there are shows that when you travel, you're going to be able to get close enough. You're going to see something. But a WrestleMania is going to be, you're going to be in a huge arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, WrestleMania and, is pretty much solely a stadium show at this point. So yeah, but so you would so you'll have better, you'll see it better at home. Yeah, or you'll as, see it the same because you'll just be watching on the big screen that's above the ring. Right. Right. But, okay. I guess it, that is a less compelling reason to travel for a show. Yeah, I mean, you get the <laughs> you get the you get the ability to check that off the bucket list and say, you know, I went to WrestleMania, but. If you want, if you want the the good good seats, it's gonna be thousands of dollars. Yeah. Especially because with something like that, they kind of sell it as the whole weekend. Okay. Because you know, you go to go go to SmackDown on Friday, and then, or mm-hmm. no, it's on Tuesday. So go to go to the Hall of Fame on Saturday, and then you can do SummerSlam on Monday, and then you can do Raw on Tuesday, and uh, Raw on Monday, and SmackDown on Tuesday. Or yeah, so Friday, Friday. There's, there's shows basically Friday to Tuesday on a on a WrestleMania weekend. Holy so moly! You can buy. They sell what they call travel packages, which is basically here's the hotel, here's these five shows that you can get tickets to. Right. Give us your give us your you know fifteen thousand dollars and have a good time. Fifteen thousand dollars for the weekend. I don't weekend? remember exactly how much it is, but it's it's it it gets ridiculous, especially in the aftermarket because right. It's insane. It is insane. That how is much it can, how much it can be. Yeah. But you get to keep the chair. If you sit on the floor, you get to keep the chair. It's a, it's a commemorative chair, a commemorative <laughs> padded folding chair. <laughs> <laughs> they were selling those on WB Shop. I guess they had leftovers or something. I was like, oh, I went to Money in the Bank in Hartford a couple of years ago. It was like two hundred dollars for a chair. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. That's like halfway to a lazy boy recliner. <laughs> like, get a lazy boy, paint the logo on it, <laughs> and then sit there while you watch it when it's on TV. Yeah. Um, is your uh, uh, you said you had a son. Is yeah. is he into it at all? Does he watch with you, or is this just still like? Well, he's like, he doesn't he doesn't watch it so much because he's usually in bed by the time it comes on TV. Yeah, but he did he did come with me to to the show uh, last weekend, uh, which was his first his first show. Um, he had a blast. Yeah, uh, he sat next to me at my little table and screamed his head off the entire time. Oh. Uh, we play we play the video games from time to time. So right now he's more into Pokemon and Minecraft than anything else. But he knows he knows what it is and he he'll, he enjoys it. So yeah. And I have to, I had to explain to him, okay, these people, they, they, they're not really fighting. It's going to look like they're fighting. It's, they're not yeah. really fighting. Everybody's friendly. Mm-hmm. They'll have dinner together when it's done. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll still be friends. Yeah, yeah. I made the mistake of not waiting until he was asleep on the way on the ride home to get food for myself after the show. And so I ended up uh, buying myself some food, buying him some food, and then he passed out in the car. So I ate my food and his food. <laughs> uh it's such a like six is such a i mean every age of my nephews like every year is a better year like they just keep getting more fun but six in that minecraft stage uh yeah when my nephew started getting into minecraft and i would sit and i would watch them and i was like i have they they build so fast and they move so fast through that world. It is really dizzying to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't get Minecraft at all. Yeah. Yeah. He, he tries to play it and he's like, how do I do that? I'm like, I have no idea, buddy. I literally know <laughs> nothing about this game that you're playing. Yeah. So you did. You did mention that you also are 
you are a Twitch streamer. So you've been podcasting for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you got into this early. How did you find your way from podcasting to Twitch? Uh, I I signed up for Twitch initially just to watch my friend play Pokemon. Yeah. Because he, okay. uh, he, he would stream on Twitch and he does, you know, Nuzlocke and stuff like that. And he's a good friend of mine. I'm like, I'll do this and hang out. It's cool. I know, I know you. I know your friends. We'll just chill. Yeah. Have fun. And so that was it for the longest time. Okay. And then during the, during when I was furloughed, I was furloughed from my, from my job last, last April for about four months or so. Um, I found it's kind of funny. It was through a, a, a thirst trap on Twitter. Somebody okay. that I follow posted mm-hmm. their Twitch link. Okay. I'm like, He's hot. I'll go watch him on Twitch. Uh, and so, uh, from there, I just kind of fell ass backwards into this just amazing, this amazing, you know, LGBT Twitch community that there is. Um, and, you know, following it. So, like we said earlier, like we were talking about before, that's how I ended up on so many goddamn Discord servers. Uh, because all these, this, there's just so many wonderful people on Twitch. Yeah. Just, it's an amazing community of just amazing people. And from there, I was like, I, I've watched, you know, this for months now. Mm-hmm. I could, this seems like something that would be fun to do. Yeah. And so I started, and I had, I had kind of done it early because I have a PS4 and it has the built in Twitch integration if you want yeah. it to look really crappy if just have people watch your screen. But, uh, and so I started getting stuff together for that and I got a layout and my friend sent me his he upgraded his capture card and sent me his old one so i could you know play my switch on stream and whatnot and yeah it just became this thing and so you know i work uh wednesdays through saturdays at my job it's a, yeah. a four ten instead of an eight five yeah and so basically monday and tuesday afternoons i'm like kids in school I'll yeah just, I'll, I'll go on twitch and so it just kind of started out and then we're like oh we can we can live stream the podcast on thursdays and that'll give me another day uh, streaming every week. So nice. And it was the the podcast that you now live stream, record through the live stream. Did is that one that existed before, and you just moved to Twitch as your how you recorded it? Yeah, that's or, the that's the AEW run. Then this is just okay. a weekly a weekly recap show of you know AEW Dynamite and, and you know news stories and whatnot. And so they they started up last October. Uh, no, two October 2019 was the first episode of that, and so we've been going weekly, just a weekly kind of news recap. Yeah. Show, so. And AEW is a competitor of WWE, or it's like a technically, yeah, technically it's a, it's a different company. So. Okay, but it's not. So, like in baseball, the minor leagues feed into the major leagues. This is not that sort of situation. This is a separate. Like, right. This is like they, the, it's not the minor leagues of WWE. <clears throat> right. It's, it's it's not the it's not the Paw Sox to the Red Sox. It's the Red Sox and the Braves, as it were. Okay. Um. So on on Twitch, because I like again, like for me, it's also a COVID discovery because Paul Shear started doing shows there. And then other people like that I know through podcasts started doing live streams of games and stuff. Um, and you found a really welcoming LGBT community there. Do you think does has like Twitch as a company? Uh, it seems like they are doing better when it comes to helping people make and maintain positive spaces. Is that just... Am I making that up or or is the company doing things that make that more possible? Um, I, I don't have a lot of, of insight there. The, the biggest thing that I know of that's an issue is the fact that there is a there is an LGBTQIA plus tag on Twitch mm-hmm. that you can put on your streams and, you know, to, to, to identify yourself as an, yeah. an LGBT streamer. There has been a petition for months now to also get a trans tag. So okay. That, so that transgender streamers can can have their find their community yeah. more easier than just that kind of broad sweeping LGBTQIA mm-hmm. tag, and that's been the, the the petition for that has been up for 
God knows how long at this point. And they, yeah. they keep saying, yeah, you know, we're, we're looking at it. We're looking into it. And that's as far as it ever gets. So I know there's, I know there's an issue there. Okay. Uh, I, I don't feel at all qualified to speak on, on that at all, you know. Oh, but totally fair. As, uh, from, from what I've seen, I have heard of, of such a thing as a, as a hate raid where, you know, somebody mm. will, will raid somebody with the, the LGBT tag just to, you know, be an asshole. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I, I am lucky to say that uh, I have not seen it happen and it, it yeah. has not happened to me. Um, I have, I have heard of it, but, uh, thankfully have not experienced it. So. Yeah. Cause I've seen, right. Like I've been on a channel. So for my mom who is listening, Twitch is a, a competitor to YouTube. It's a live streaming platform. And a raid is when, like, if you're ending your show and you want to send all of the people who are currently live watching your show to another streamer's channel, it's called a raid. And it's meant to be, like, a positive way to pass your audience, like, right? Like, it's a, a way to, like, get attention to someone or, yeah, or like, like... You know, thanks, thanks for hanging out with me today. Here's someone else that I really think you'll enjoy. So I'm just going to take you right to them. You don't even have to click a button. We're just going yeah. to go straight to straight to there. Yeah. Channel. It was very confusing the first time I was <laughs> in one. And I was like, what is what's happening? I, I'm not I don't want to raid. That's it sounds, it, you know, it is a weird term. It's a weird term. I assume it has to do with World of Warcraft because that's to me where Internet raids. That's what is in my brain about raids. Yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. It's a logical uh, connection. I've been on the internet a long time, but a lot of things I understand purely through Tumblr memes. <laughs> <laughs> or things I had to learn about at work to then explain to senior executives in a marketing firm, like, what was Leroy Jenkins, you know? <laughs> That's funny. That's exactly what I just thought of when you said it must be a World of Warcraft thing. Yeah, because it's the only thing I know about World of War of about it. I know very, a little bit more, but not much. Yeah, my my wife is the is the wow person in this house. I'm really okay. big on World of Warcraft. So, what are other things in the world of wrestling? So, you've been po- you've been podcasting about wrestling for ten years. You've been a fan uh, for much longer. If you were to start your own wrestling league. What goes into, like, what would you want your league to be about? If you were the commissioner <laughs> of the Rundown Wrestling League. Uh, well, the first thing I'd have to do would be to hire writers because I'm terrible at coming up with stories. I always, the the uh, the old WBF video games always had like a GM mode where you could, you know, make your own matches and, and do your own stories. Oh, okay. I could never do anything I've never found any joy in that whatsoever because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I want them to do. I just want to watch them do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's, I've never considered that. It's, or who, okay, who are some wrestlers you know today that you would want to recruit? Budget is no issue. You can recruit. <laughs> and, and we'll go active. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin is available to you. <laughs> Well, anybody who knows me knows that my first answer would be Finn Balor because he's fucking gorgeous. Okay. Uh, he, he, he is my wrestling husband, as, as, we, as we, as we say. Finn Balor. Uh, oh. Um, but I, I like guys like that where, you know, that they're just so talented and so skilled in the ring. It's, you know, guys like Finn Balor, like Adam Cole, like, you know, Pete Dunn, Darby Allen, guys like that. Uh, Finn, can, I just Googled Finn Balor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm glad that we could bond here. Uh, He's, uh, okay. Yep. But. All right. So number one, Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it would be a very good looking league. I mean, you got to type, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, but you know, they're just so, like I said earlier, if, you, if you've got, if you've got two guys in the ring who can, who can, do it well, yeah. then it's the rest is kind of just window dressing. It mm-hmm. still needs to be good window dressing, but it's still just window dressing. Yeah. And, you know, guys like that where 
they are just so technically sound and mm-hmm. can, you know, you, 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 the, 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 the saying in wrestling is, you know, he can have a match with a broom and, and, and make it work. Yeah. And so basically try to get as many of those guys as possible so that, uh, you know, you don't really have to rely maybe on the story quite as much, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do, do the writers have any level of fame? In wrestling, or are the people that write the stories anonymous to the public? Most of the time, you know, the writers kind of just stay in the in the writers' room. Every so often, there'll be someone kind of well known who ends up there for a bit. Freddie mm-hmm. Prinze Jr. was what? a writer for WWE for a short while. Uh, yep, do with that's that, wild. Do okay. with that information what you will. Uh, and you got to diversify. He's got mortgages. I get it. And then. <laughs> Uh, and then there's some who kind of after they come out, well, well, I don't know if you know who Jensen Carp is. Uh, he yeah. was, he's, uh, he's done. I know a, that name. He's I know done that a number name. podcast. He, he is a, he, he's, I think he's a rapper for a bit as well. He, you want to say he owns an art gallery in LA now, but he was a writer. He was a writer for a while and after, you know, started doing other stuff. But for the most part, uh, you know, the, the creative team in WBE, you know, everybody knows, you know, obviously Vince McMahon is in charge and, and kind of his yeah. daughter Stephanie kind of reports is who all the writers report to and they send this, she sends it up to, to him. But you don't really know who the writers are unless there is a reason to. And those reasons mm-hmm. are usually not very good. Okay. <laughs> if there's a particular issue that come, that comes about and you go, Oh, now we know that guy's name. <laughs> right. So interesting to me. Because there are probably people just like you or you identified like I'm the I'm going to be the announcer. Like there are also people who have watched it and said, uh, I know I can't be on the mat, but I could be in the writer's room. It's one of those it's one of those weird things. We we're talking about kayfabe earlier. It's one of those weird things where, you know, everybody knows that it's written, that it's right. scripted, that it's, you know, they're, they're following storylines and whatnot. But they still you still play it off as. No, there's, there's no writers. This isn't, there's, yeah, this is what's happening. This is, and so it's that, it's, it's walking that, that weird line at this point. I mean, it, more so in, in the eighties when, you know, you had your Hulk Hogan's and your Andre the Giants and Iron mm-hmm. Sheik and whatnot. And they, you know, they lived everything to the fullest and, you know, the, the heels couldn't ride in the same car as the baby faces because, you know, they, they hate each other. Right. Uh, whereas nowadays everybody just gets on the plane and you're fine. But mm-hmm. it's some of that, that is still carried over as, uh, as, as like the one, one of the last remnants of, of, of kayfabe is no, there's no, the talking about writers. This is, this is real life. Right. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. No, this is, uh, an athletic event. It is, um, Purely chance who wins. We have no idea what's going to happen, what the outcome is. It's a weird line, but it still exists. But then, but then you've got stuff like at uh, at a recent pay per view, Randy Orton set the fiend on fire. So, uh, the fiend is another human being that was yeah, in the yeah. ring with him. Yeah. Are there other? Do you ever watch like a boxing match or uh, what's that awful one where they? But really, like poke each other's eyes out. Uh, they don't actually do that. <laughs> Ultimate. Oh, UFC. UFC. Yeah. I uh, I will I I don't search out MMA, uh, but I'll, I'll watch it if it comes on. Yeah. Um, boxing just bores me to death. <laughs> I find boxing so boring. Yeah. Because it's not wrestling. Right. It's just punching, and yeah. punching is boring. <laughs> I'm sorry to anybody out there who likes boxing. I can't. <laughs> there was the, 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 the Mayweather Pacquiao fight from a couple of years ago mm-hmm. had such, you know, the build of like, Oh, these two guys are finally going to fight and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I watched and I'm like, they're just hugging. They hugged for yeah. like 20 minutes and then, okay, Floyd won. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, MMA, I, I, I will, I'll, I'll watch MMA. I'll watch, you know, UFC or, or, yeah. or stuff like that because that where it is the mixed martial arts, there is mm-hmm. grappling. And, and, you know, real wrestling, as it were. Um, yeah. It's, it's more, it's more, it's more entertaining to me because it's not just punches, but just right. punches is just, okay. Oh, now right. we're hugging. Oh, now we got to stand, get in there, and break them apart so they can 
hug, hug some again. More. <laughs> right. Just that that Ralph that Ralph Wiggum thing when he accidentally saw the porn in the back of the video store and just goes, Everybody's hugging. <laughs> it's just that's boxing. That's all boxing is. <laughs> what haven't I asked you about wrestling? What is the thing that we we're gonna hang up? And the people that are on your other podcast with you are going to be like, Adam, how did you not make sure that she knew about <laughs> this thing? What I know I haven't asked. I mean, we've only we haven't been talking that long, but like, what is something that you don't you want to walk away knowing I know? Hmm. Well, we covered fake versus stage. That's always an important yes. thing. So that's good. Nothing's coming. Nothing. Nothing springs immediately to mind. Although I'm sure as soon as we're, we're done, if I'm listening, when I'm listening back to the episode when it comes up on my feed, I'll just be like, "Oh, Tepa." <laughs> <laughs> There's Cause that. Because that's, that's how ADD works, right? <laughs> Where would somebody start with wrestling? Like, if you're Aaliyah Jones and you only know Glow and a Broadway show called about Chad Deity, <laughs> like, what's the next? Step. Do you think it's like find, is it finding local wrestling and seeing it live or is it going straight to like WrestleMania? How does somebody start a new, how does a new wrestling fan get into it? Like I said, for me, it was just finding it on TV. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I'm actually kind of jumping back in myself because I, I was not at all keeping up on WWE programming. I was kind of like four months behind by the time WrestleMania came around. Yeah. So I'm like, I will, I'll, I'll just, I'll start fresh at WrestleMania. I'll, I'll watch WrestleMania and just watch forward going from there. So sometimes you just have to, you know, jump in with both feet and just turn on Monday Night Raw or, or mm-hmm. Friday Night SmackDown, uh, or NXT on Tuesdays. Um, but I mean, if, if there is a local show going on near you, I will always recommend doing that. Yeah. Just because, you know, that helps. The local guys, the, the smaller guys, you know, by making sure that, you know, the tickets are sold so they can get their paydays. Uh, and, you know, if you buy the merch from them, that helps them as well. But just getting, getting, cause the most important thing is getting that, getting that experience, getting mm-hmm. eyes on, getting eyes on your product. Um, and, you know, getting that, which is one of the things that, that I think has, has suffered in the past years because, you know, WWE is just doing, just doing their TV shows. They're not doing, uh, you call them live events or, or house shows, you know, untelevised events. Oh. And so a lot of. I didn't know they did any untelevised events. Oh yeah. The, the regular schedule is pretty much, uh, is pretty much five days a week. You know, you're doing a five day a week, four or five day a week thing. Um, you know, you do your TV. If you're on, if you're on Raw, you do your TV on Monday and then you'll have a live event like Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you'll go home probably Friday, Saturday. Uh, and then a live event on Sunday and then raw the next Monday, basically. Um, and then for SmackDown, that kind of moves to the end of the week. SmackDown's on Friday. But okay. With, with, you know, COVID, they obviously there's no crowd to do live events for. Right. So they've, they've just been, been doing TV Monday, TV Friday, or, you know, tapings where they'll tape a bunch of TV episodes all together. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's another reason why the product has suffered just because you're not getting that. In ring time, mm-hmm. so you know, you get what's what they call ring rust, or, or you know, you know, getting the chance <laughs> yep. to, because a lot of what a lot of what house shows are is prepping matches for televised shows or you know upcoming pay per view yeah. feuds, where you know you'll see uh, AJ Styles will face you know Baron Corbin or whatever uh, in and it's. It's, you don't want to call it a practice run, but it's kind of a practice run for okay. if they're, if they're having a match later on and, you know, later on down the line in a pay-per-view, they can kind of work the kinks out at the, at the live events so that okay. you're not doing things on TV that you've never done before. Right. Um, so definitely I would, I would, uh, like I said, I'll always recommend going to, going to a, a local show. It's kind of funny. I didn't know there were indie feds, you know, independent, mm-hmm. that's what they're called independence indie feds until until i started ring announcing okay uh, because i was in uh I, and again another thing that i fell ass backwards into i was in a class and for, you know first day of class you go around and everybody introduces themselves and say hey, here's the one thing you know you want everybody to know about you mm-hmm. and another guy in the class you know 
you know, my name's Todd. I do this and, you know, on the weekends I, I, I run a, a, a local wrestling company. I was like, Oh, that's cool. That's a, that's a thing. Okay. And so during break in the class, I just walked up to him. I was like, do, do you guys, uh, do, do you need like a ring announcer? And he's like, actually we, we do. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that was, that was February of 2007, I believe. Perfect. That's just how it's like, yeah, here's the date. Yeah. Here's the, here's the location. Uh, show up at like four o'clock. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And that started the ball rolling. Wow. Um, so they say, they say it's who you know, uh, or in my case, it's who you happen to be in a class with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes the class totally worthwhile. Awesome. Well, Adam, where can people find you on the internet? Okay. So the rundown, uh, Network is, is rundownwrestling.com. Uh, that has all, all the links, all the shows. Like I said, there's pretty much a show every day of the week, uh, up there. Um, all about wrestling, all about different, different companies. Uh, you know, there's, uh, a WWE rundown, there's an NXT rundown, there's the AEW rundown, there's Spot of NXT, which is NXT UK, there's, uh, Troy does a show on Japanese, uh, Joshi wrestling, which is the women's wrestling. Um, there's uh, sometimes a show about impact if anyone decides to watch impact. <laughs> uh, and then we have some, we have some series about, uh, older, you know, kind of classic programming, uh, which is what Nitromania is. Uh, it's on hiatus at the moment because, uh, when WWE Network got sold to Peacock, there's no Nitro on Peacock yet. So I can't watch any more episodes mm. until that comes back. But, um, and then like I said, Sal and I will watch random stuff. Um, but all that's there or just search, you know, rundown, rundown wrestling on, you know, your, your podcast provider of choice and it'll, it'll come up. Um, like you said, twitch.tv slash the Salzer effect, uh, S A L Z E R, uh, effect with an E. Um, and there is a banner for that on the web, on the rundown wrestling website as well. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of it. That's where awesome. I am. Super. It's been super fun to talk to you tonight. Yes, this was a blast. With our, with our voices and not just typing, typing away. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Finding Favorites with Leah Jones. Please make sure to subscribe and drop us a five-star review on iTunes. Now, go out and enjoy your favorite things.